Hey. Hey. Oh my gosh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, thanks. I got new headphones, so hopefully. Oh, exciting. Work. Yeah, my. I mean, they're just like Apple headphones, but like for some reason it had been breaking up for like my old headphones are like breaking up occasionally. Oh, okay. It's kind of frustrating. Anyway, hopefully these will be better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm also really excited for this episode. Um, I feel like you're gonna like it. It's kind of it's it's very paranormal. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get started. I guess. Um, I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grim. Woo. Okay, so this week um, I did a little bit of research on a place called Pluckley, and um, I don't know if you know it. It's like apparently very haunted. Hmm. I don't. Um, where is it? In Kent, in the UK. I don't know. Um. So basically, it's like literally in the Guinness Book of like World Records as the most haunted village in Britain. Oh wow! And it has like. I think there are like 12 confirmed ghosts, but possibly like 13 or 14. You know, like, like there are a lot of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're familiar with the geography of the UK, which like I'm not really, but that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, maybe this will be helpful. It's in Kent, which is a really short drive away from London. It is super picturesque and stuff, like probably because of this like because it's super pretty to look at it's also the setting for a show called the darling buds of may apparently it's really good i haven't seen it but i've heard good things like the good reviews about it um so yeah it's not it's not super far from london so it's like kind of central but um it's really haunted (laughs) Uh, there are like quite a few places that just have like spooky vibes in the village you know what I mean like mm. like I don't know if you just like walked into a building and been like yeah that's that's haunted my house <laughs> your house my house <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's like kind of the vibe here most of these places that are haunted are connected to the daring family they were like lords from the 15th century to around the start of world war one um a lot of the buildings if you like just go into the city and like you're just or the village and you're just like looking around and stuff like that apparently a lot of the buildings have these like round topped windows um so during the civil war lord daring escaped being captured by cromwell by diving headfirst through a round top window and then later he returned to the manor and then like wanted to commemorate him surviving that by having every single window built in the same way (laughs) in the manor and then like the rest of the village was like cool and then they copied it love that like not gonna lie i kind of vibe with that (laughs) um and okay so the way that i did the research for this is that like i like kind of looked up haunted places and like this place came up and then i found like a ghost tour that is offered like from the village so they basically take you like all of the ghosts and I really liked the way that they did it. Like, they had a little summary of each of the places that they went to. So I think I'm just going to take you guys on the same ghost tour, but it'll be, like, over a podcast. A virtual ghost tour. Right? Isn't that cute? Yeah. Okay, so the first place that we're going to go is called the Church of St. Nicholas. 
at the first like aisle in the church there's a place called the daring chapel which you know lord daring like the guy named after him probably um and a lot of the members of the daring family are like buried there so as you can probably tell haunted yeah (laughs) um so there was a strange kind of like what's only really ever been described as like a dancing light seen in this like upper section of the window to the right on in the chapel and it is also often accompanied by the sound of like knocking coming from the vault that's below so like if you imagine like in the chapel you hear knocking from below your feet and then you see like a light in the window yeah that's spooky (laughs) i don't like the knocking (laughs) underneath your feet that kind of yeah that's like a little bit stressful yeah like it feels like someone's trying to get out yeah and i don't love that um so the white lady who is a young woman apparently buried inside seven coffins and an oak sarcophagus haunts saint nicholas's church wait what i i guess they put her in seven coffins and then put her in an oak sarcophagus like one inside of the that. other that's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing it's from like the little, way it's written. It's like a nesting doll, but <laughs> for birds. Yes. <laughs> All right. Interesting place. Uh, right. I mean, not gonna lie, it's kind of like the type of extra that if I was gonna get buried, I'd want that. You'd want a nesting doll of coffins. <laughs> I'd want a nesting doll of coffins. All right. I'll keep that. Um. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So she apparently haunts the church and the library of her old family home, which is called um, Suridan Daring. I'm sorry if I butcher the names. Um, It was described as a grand house, but was also destroyed in a fire in 1952. Um, After the fire, her spirit was reportedly seen by staff from the U.S. Embassy who used the the property as like a base i guess almost like they were like for the u.s embassy was staying there between world war one and world war two okay um one employee even held an all-night vigil like during christmas eve one year and they reported that the lady in white appeared in front of him and then i don't know what is up with american people but he shot her (laughs) ghost with his rifle didn't that happen in a different story that we just yeah 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 it did (laughs) people just really like shooting apparitions i it's not gonna do anything they're not yeah, here i don't get the also it's a ghost of a woman like he really is gonna see a woman wandering the halls and is like i'm gonna shoot her she's clearly an enemy she's yeah that's that's threatening apparently a woman in white yeah threatening um <laughs> another ghost who haunts the um daring family like i don't, I don't want to call it crypt but like it's kind of what it is yeah um, like that's in the churchyard of St. Nicholas's Church is called the Red Lady, which we did talk about both of these types of ghosts. <laughs> so the like area that the Red Lady reportedly haunts also um, ha- it has been reported that in the same area there is a small white dog that has been reported, Aww. which I just think that's like kind of cute. Not gonna lie, yeah. Like you and your dog they're just on? together. Yeah, yeah. like. I'd vibe with Simba in the afterlife. I'm good with that. Um, so Lady Daring was buried in the graveyard of the church, the St. Nicholas, in the 1100s. Is that it? 1100? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, in a coffin made of lead with a red <gasps> rose placed on top of her final resting place. And there have been sightings of her, and she is now known as the Red Lady, after the rose that is placed on top of 
her coffin. Mm. Um, she's been seen wandering the graveyard and wailing while she searches for the grave of her stillborn baby. Oh, not yeah, fun. That's not fun. I feel really bad for her. Like, could you imagine? Like, that's hundreds and hundreds of years of just grieving. Yeah. And that kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, in the early 1970s, in the hope of recording recording supernatural phenomena, there was a group of psychic researchers who persuaded um, the Reverend John Pittock, who I guess was like overseeing the church, to allow them to spend a night like locked inside the church, basically. So they came in with their cameras and tape recorders and like, well, like thermometers, machines, whatever, and they basically just like settled down to watch and wait. Um, and then we don't really like they they didn't really sell like tell everything that happened, but when the vicar came to like let them out in the next morning, they complained of having spent an uneventful night at the church, and then the boredom was only alleviated when the vicar's dog came to visit them from time to time, so they were like really not they were kind of like this was this was really stupid, like we shouldn't have stayed here or whatever, and then the vicar goes, um actually. I don't have a dog. <laughs> it's the ghost dog. It's the ghost dog. I love that. Right? I'm kind of, I kind of vibe with the ghost dog. If I was going to see a ghost ever, I would like it to be a ghost dog. Yeah. That'd be fun. I just think it'd be chill. I'd probably try to like adopt it or something. <laughs> yeah. Take him home. <laughs> you know, when your landlord doesn't allow pets, you just got to find a ghost dog. Yeah. I was going to say that could be a loophole. Right? Like, I have a dog, but, like, not technically. (laughs) Okay, so, um, next on our little trip is, um, so if you're in the church and you leave it and you walk past the gates and onto the street and then you continue down the road, the road kind of curves left a little bit, you get to a road called Station Road. And then if you walk down this road a little bit, on the left, there is a large white house. And the house is called Greystones. Um, Greystones is haunted by a monk who drifts among the, the surrounding trees. Uh, he is said to have lived in, like, during Tudor times and is reputed to have fallen in love with the daughter of um, the owner of a neighboring property. Um, she, unfortunately, died under tragic circumstances and then he sank into what I can only describe as a depression, <laughs> which I, I get it. I feel really bad. Yeah. Um, but what he used to do is walk the, like, walk around in the green fields and, um, like, in the trees and stuff like that because apparently they had enjoyed a lot of, like, romantic, like, walks and stuff there. So as time passed, he kind of sank deeper and deeper into his depression because, you know, his lover was dead and, um, he unfortunately died of a broken heart after. Um, his ghost did continue to wander around the neighborhood and was actually seen in 1989 by an American journalist who basically said that they glimpsed his unmistakable brown-robed figure drifting behind the house. So, I mean, I really hope he finds some peace or at least that his lover is also a ghost and they're together in the afterlife. Yeah, that could work. That would be kind of sweet. Okay, so if you walk along Station Road... Um, more than one person who has walked along the road has heard the sound of a man and a woman just chatting and accompanied by a dog's like playful yapping Um, as you walk closer and closer they basically like 
you know, you get closer and closer to them, but then they end up like fading as you pass each other. And basically they've done this for as long as anyone can remember. They're just like, that's just like a, a thing that happens in the town. Yeah, that's kind of cute with a like family of ghosts. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking it's like one of those like, um, what's it called? Like time loops? Yeah, like a residual hunting. Yeah, like yeah. a residual hunting. Like they're not, like they're just doing that. Like it's not hurting anyone. They're just kind of living. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if you continue down this road, there is an unnamed road that like branches off and curves left. And on this unnamed road, there's like a hedge on the right. And the hedge basically surrounds the rose court. Which that's like pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna name. say that sounds why. fancy. I kind of like it. Sounds like it should be in like a um, young adult novel, right? Right. <laughs> it it really does. I love it. Um, unfortunately, it kind of it's a little bit tragic. Um, the Lady of Rose Court, who is said to have poisoned herself oh. in despair over a love triangle, oh. resides at the Rose Court. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun. It's not really fun. Um, the house is at least 250 years old and is said to have been built by a member of the Daring family for his mistress. Um, again, there's like no exact date that they built this house, mostly just like in Tudor times. Um, but whatever the case, like whenever it was built, whatever. The story goes that she fell in love with the monk who lives at Greystones oh. and found the love triangle so distressing that she drank a fatal cocktail distilled from the juices of ivy and other poisonous berries. Um, when her body was discovered, it was apparent that her final moments had been spent looking over the field to Greystones. So there's a little bit of a controversy here because we do know that Greystones wasn't built until 1863. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't stand in the way of a perfectly good ghost story. And there could have definitely been another house on site. Yeah, at I was going to say. So I specifically thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, strange things happen within the Rose Court, like articles of like clothing or whatever I moved around in the night there are strange like m- like noises groans sighs um and then there- apparently people describe a particularly eerie atmosphere that hangs over the garden and you know what as much as I like that's I I do understand like the vibes if they're off I believe that yeah I believe in the vibes yeah the energy being a little mm-hmm. spooky <laughs> Yeah. Like, something has definitely happened, you know? Yeah. That kind of vibe. Um, Alright, so continuing on on our little trip. Down the road a little bit more, there is another unnamed road that curves. And then there's Station Road. So if you go down Station Road, you get to Lambden Road. And at the end of that road, if you turn right and then left, you get to the Pinnock, which leads to a stone bridge that goes over this little brook. Apparently it's very cute. Um, on the bank of the river, though, apparently made a living gathering watercress and selling it to the villagers. And she apparently was super well known, like, consi- you know, like one of those like eccentric old ladies and stuff like that. They're just kind of like wild. Yeah. That's and everyone what I, knows them. Yeah. That's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> Honestly, it's such a mood. It really is. I can see you as an eccentric old lady. Thank you. <laughs> um so every night as the sun went down she would sit on the walls of this bridge and smoke a little clay pipe and then drink gin from this battered old flask kind of thing amazing the vibes are immaculate (laughs) not really one evening she fell asleep and the pipe like fell onto her dress and within moments she like 
basically erupted into a ball of flame. Oh no. Oh god. I'm... Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were immaculate until she died. Oh boy. <laughs> um so I guess no one heard her like screaming out for help, but the next day people found a child charred pile of ashes, her battered old flask and a shattered clay pipe. Um, her ghost has been seen many times since. In the years that followed her tragic death, she apparently manifested as a screaming, howling figure surrounded by flame. Which, like, I'm not gonna lie, that is a terrible way to go, but what a mood. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it just be like that. Sometimes it do be like that. Um, and, like, kind of, like, the later years, you know, not directly after her death or whatever... She kind of has faded away to, like, a faint pink glow that hovers over the air in the spot where she burned. Um, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Also, I do want to mention that, like, like most ghost stories, there are tons of different versions. So there is another story where she didn't burst into flames, but she drowned in the stream instead. Either way, not a good death. Yeah, not a good death. I feel like this one more, and then I was like, never mind. <laughs> no, no. The um, burning and the fire. I would not like to go out like that. No, that does not. That sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So at the end of this road, there is a crossroads, which are always spooky. Oh yeah. No matter what you do, they're always spooky. Um. It is called Fright Corner. Like that's the colloquial name for it. I love that. Uh, right? <laughs> and a highwayman is said to have met a gruesome end here. He was, as the story goes, pursued across the field by forces of law and order. Like the police. Forces of law and order. <laughs> when you're trying to, like, reach that word count. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes. <laughs> that is how it be. Um... But he made his last stand with his ba- with his back to an oak tree that stood there until actually I think quite recently until I think they like had to had to take it down. But um, he apparently put up a tremendous and spirited fight, but was finally overpowered and run through with the cold sharp steel of several swords. Oh, that does not sound like a good way to go either. That do- it doesn't no. Um, I think this is also one of like the little time loops but a less pleasant version because people report to see his last desperate battle that is repeated before startled witnesses who pass the spot in usually just the early hours of like winter evenings mm. like people see his lifeless body slumped forward and pinned to a phantom tree by a large sword that's quite a scary sight <laughs> i would be scared yeah i would be scared be a little traumatized <laughs> just a little like, even if I knew it was a ghost, I'd still be traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you take a road called the um, Smarten and then walk along it for, like, I don't know, 300 feet maybe, there should be an entrance to Daring Wood on the left and another fun name. Yeah, gonna... This is... I love these names. No, <laughs> the name gets better. Oh. The, it's known to the locals as Screaming Wood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently it is an eerie experience to walk by the muddy paths um, because I guess the trees are like you know you know when you see like a spooky looking forest and the trees kind of look like skeleton trees oh okay yeah it's like that vibe 
And the journey is made even spookier by the knowledge that many lone wayfarers who have come this way have been scared witless by a sudden loud anguished scream that comes from deep within the woods. Yeah, that would that would scare me. <laughs> that would scare me too. I couldn't find what the screaming was from, but it just happens. Yikes. Um, if you go back the way you came from, from like the crossroads, you get to the blacksmith's forge tea room. That sounds fun. Which kind of sounds like a vibe, yeah. you know? Um, in the 14th century, the building was a blacksmith's forge and then became like an alehouse, I guess, like for alcohols. What a transition. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um... In 1997, the author of one of the articles that I read visited it and said it was a charming, cozy tea room run by Gloria Atkins, who shared her home with at least two ghosts. (laughs) Which is just such, like, a calm way to be like, yeah, she's haunted. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One of the ghosts, I guess, is a cavalier who has been seen by several members of the family, um, just, like, walking in and out of various rooms upstairs. Um... Which, you know, if he's not doing anything and hurting anyone, I guess he's fine. (laughs) And um, the other was a Tudor maid who would stand by the fireplace and just, like, slowly turn the spit. Just vibing. Just vibing. Um, Gloria also apparently reported further haunted things happening to her. Like, a line of hanging mugs would just, like, suddenly, like, start clicking together as if someone had just, like, run a finger along them. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just, like jag your finger across and they just all clink together um in november of 1997 she was working in the kitchen when she heard the front door open and close and this was followed by the sound of a chair being moved away from the table so she was like oh it must be a customer so she picked up her notepad and went into the room only to find that the tea room is completely empty but she could see that the chair had been moved back from the table even though there was nobody in the building right yeah kind of spooky yeah so if you leave the forge um and you go left you should get to a cliff's cottage and if you turn left there there's like an unpaved road called dick's buses lane which was named after a miller who lived on the premises in the 1930s um they so at the end of the lane a group of children on their way home from school came upon the body of their teacher hanging from a branch of the tree which would fully traumatize me yeah I would not be okay after that. Uh-uh. Um, the reason for his suicide was never ascertained. Like, no one knows why he did it. But I guess on certain nights, when a light breeze rustles the trees and the full moon sits high over the neighborhood, people see his ghostly figure just swinging back and forth and hanging from the branch. And um, that scares me. Yeah. 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 Um... If you go back a little bit and then turn left of the hill and then right again, you get to a place called the bakery. Okay, that sounds so, nicer. <laughs> it does sound nicer. Um, so when they renovated this property, they basically removed this old Victorian fireplace and ended up exposing the original fireplace that was built when like everything was built in the town and stuff like that. And then when they did that, I guess weird things started happening so I guess they like released the ghosts or something because they started hearing ghostly footsteps on the upper room that fell silent as they reached the fireplace people who stayed there reported like an icy chill 
in the air even when it was like hot out Mm. and like other just ghostly things happening and you know what that's fully on them they shouldn't have disturbed anything yeah you hear those like stories when people are renovating their houses that then that's when the energy starts you know yeah they just shouldn't renovate just leave it be yeah (laughs) i say that if like as if it's like likely that people can just go their entire lives without renovating their houses <laughs> yeah <that's good. laughs> maybe just cleanse your house before you renovate it or after or after if you start seeing haunted things happening yeah i don't know when the best time would be would it be before or after um both okay yeah a cleansing before <laughs> and a cleansing after just to be sure <laughs> yeah exactly um also so this stretch of road is apparently the route that was used by like in the olden days when people used to travel by coaches and stuff like that so it was the route used by a phantom ghost and spectral horses that are usually heard but not seen racing by the house oh and you know what that would be me (laughs) ghost horse as a ghost i'd be the person riding a ghost horse okay i'd just be vibing with my horse just running by (laughs) so if you go a little bit further along the street on the left there's a building called the black horse inn um, the manager of the pub in 1997 was Laura Gambling, and um, she was also interviewed in one of the articles that I like read about her experiences and stuff like that. So she said that basically on her first Sunday here, she was enjoying a cup of tea just prior to opening for like lunch or whatever, and she noticed that a glass on the shelf above the bar just moved a little bit. And as she watched, she was astonished when it began to slide along the length of the shelf, but stopped when it reached the edge. Oh. If that doesn't scream ghost, I don't know what does. I like how she watched as it just, like, got closer to the edge. I'd be like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she just she was just there. She was like, alright. <laughs> cool. Um, she also mentioned seeing an unseen hand that, like, lifted cutlery from the dresser and, like, arranged it neatly on the side. Um, also, there was, like, a spot in the kitchen when the dogs just, like, stop and, like, bark at something that only they could see. And there is a room upstairs that the dogs refuse to enter. Oh, I don't like that. So, um, yeah, always trust your dogs. Yeah. Basically. Um, But yeah, you know what? Still, people, it's like a nice place, I guess, to just vibe with the ghosts. Yeah. They don't seem to be doing anything mean. Yeah. Another one of the gruesome deaths is that of a brick worker who was accidentally crushed by a wall of clay. Oh. And people still claimed to like hear his screams of agony oh, God. which i would not like hearing yeah that doesn't sound fun yeah um and the last ghost that i have for you on this little tour is um a re- there have been reports of a colonel who hanged himself in parkwood and he is usually seen wandering through the trees as well even though a lot of the forest has been cleared he apparently wanders like where it still was like where the trees still were mm. Alrighty, well that was my story. Oh, my I little liked it. my little haunting. It's a little like tour, you know? Yeah, I thought it, it was really fun to research too and I'm kinda I kinda vibe with the ghost dogs. Yeah. With the ghost horses. Yeah. I like I mean I feel really bad for all of the other ghosts. Yeah. But... The horrible deaths. But other than that. Horrible deaths. <laughs> yeah. The other other than that, it's a fun little story. Like it's fun. I like the names of <laughs> Yes. They're all kind of fun. Oh yeah. The bakery. The bakery. I love that one. <laughs> Blacksmith's Forge Tea Room. Mm-hmm. 
What a what a fun time. Screaming Wood is yeah, my personal say, what favorite. Was the what was the name of the woods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I did. Um Yeah. Do you have any any life updates to to close us out with? Well, I am back home now. Yeah. Um, I got home yesterday. I'm just chilling until I can get a COVID test. And yeah. Um, Are you gonna get one? Yeah, I'm gonna get a COVID test. Well, if I can get in, there's been like super long lines. Ooh, yeah, yikes. Yeah, but hopefully I can get one before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm not like doing anything crazy. It's just like my brother might come back. Mm hmm. Um, 30 minutes away. <laughs> Long travel. So far. So far. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just chilling, going, getting ready for finals, which is not fun. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Get to see my bunny who has decided he's now sick, which is not fun. <laughs> I swear it's like he. Like, you get home, and he's like, you know what? Now is the time for attention. Literally. He's lying on the floor very pathetically. He just lifted that up when I said that. <laughs> he's like, excuse me, ma'am? <laughs> Ugh, what a dude. What a dude. But I think that's it. That but, sounds like you're vibing. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any updates? Um, I... Literally all I did this weekend was work, so love that <laughs> yeah it's been good it's been good i i too have finals coming up soon so i have to start studying for those uh, i'm not great. really yeah i'm not really looking forward to it mm-hmm. just like a lot of things are happening and they don't give us a break no it's like you finish one project and then they give you the next project and you're like please literally please give me a day and especially just like, to have like three months school no break is just right. Uh, yeah, hell. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it hurts every single weekend. It like doesn't. It doesn't even feel like a weekend. No. It's just like another day. It feels like the bare minimum of like getting a little bit of rest. <laughs> right. Absolutely insane. Can't wait to do it again next semester. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, god. Alrighty. Well, um, oh, you know what's fun? Next month, I'm, I have a couple of stories that I actually have to research. So maybe, maybe I will not be grammatically incorrect in every single <laughs> sentence this time. Pray for me. I, I, you'll be in, wow, I can't speak. You'll be in my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and maybe while I'm home, I can research a little bit. Oh my God, we should do a creepypasta Christmas. Oh, yeah, we could. That'd we'll be really cool. look one up. A Christmas yeah. thing, maybe. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. Yeah. Alright, well, we will plan that and get back to you guys. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun. I like this, on the spot planning. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can really feel like you're part of the process. (laughs) Absolutely. This is just what it's like. I'm like, maybe we should do this. And then you're like, I can do that. And then I'm like, that's a great idea. (laughs) And then I get excited. And then, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's it for me. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it for me too. Do you want to do, do a little spiel? I will anything? do my little spiel. Bye. All right. So find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. Follow us, like our pictures, DM us. And then in our profile, there's a little button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. And you can share like 
stories of your own or stories you want us to cover or like correct our mistakes from our episodes <laughs> um, correct our pronunciation yeah anything really that you want to do yeah <laughs> um we also have a facebook grim podcast and a um wow i'm forgetting that twitter twitter yes thank you <laughs> nice um and a twitter podcast grim um and other than that just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us and we'll see you guys next week yeah stay safe stay healthy 